Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. So today it's going to be just me again. Now, these last two weeks, we have had the honor of speaking with two different creative individuals. And what I love about our conversations is that we addressed art. Absolutely. Both of them are fantastic artists. But it's been really interesting to see how creativity has played out in other parts of their lives. So I thought to myself, how does creativity play out in my own life? You know, I mentioned it during one of the episodes that I never really thought that I was creative. If you would have asked me three to four years ago, I would have said, nope, absolutely not. What's really interesting is now I know that I am. Now, when I say that I would have said I wasn't creative, I mean, I would have said not at all. Let me give you some examples. Anyone who knows me from way back then could probably tell you that this is absolutely accurate. I faked playing the clarinet in band for three years. Okay, just in case you didn't hear me, I faked playing the clarinet in band for three years. You may ask yourself, how is that possible? And what I would tell you is, I refused to play anytime they wanted me to play by myself. I absolutely refused to play. Now, it wasn't just that I refused to play. I also would make a big stink if our band teacher asked me to play individually. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't asked any of my friends, but I would almost guarantee that everyone knew. Everyone had to have known. I was like, I told my husband the other day, I'm pretty sure I was like the third or fourth. I'm not even sure if there is a fourth clarinet, but if there was, that would have been me. I literally moved my fingers and no noise came out. Luckily, I had a few good friends that could actually play the clarinet, and so they always played, and I just moved my fingers. To this day, I cannot read music. I actually was better at playing by ear than by trying to read the, t- the notes. I honestly could not do that. Um, so it's just really interesting how that worked. So this is when I'd like to take the opportunity to say, Mrs. Jones, if you ever listen to this podcast... I am so sorry that I was such a jerk. It wasn't about you. It was about me. I just couldn't play the clarinet and I didn't want to say anything. And I'm sure that you are as happy as I am that I stopped pretending and just quit. I did us all a favor. Really, you're welcome. But truly, I'm so sorry. I wish I could say that was it. (laughs) I wish that I could say that was the only thing that happened. But it's not. Dear friends, I also got yelled at in art class for not knowing what makes purple. Let that sink in for a minute. I'm pretty sure I was in junior high or high school. We were doing a project, and all of the colors had to have something to, like, some type of connection. So I chose purple, which has always been one of my favorite colors, and red and blue. I asked the teacher if I would be able to use these, to which she proceeded to say, What makes purple? Well, if anyone else has anxiety in life, 
you probably know that when someone has just yelled at you in front of the entire class, you clam up. And although you actually know what makes purple, you can't get the words to come out of your mouth because of your anxiety. So that one I will not apologize for because (laughs) that truly was not my issue. But the reason that I bring this up is that even then I thought, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. I don't have what it takes. And so those negative thoughts came in even then. Which leads me to my next story. You thought that it was done, but it's not. (laughs) My journey with creativity was kind of a train wreck at the beginning. I actually pretend, oh, I hate to even say this. I had pretend, I was pretending that I had laryngitis so that I wouldn't be able to sing for my music teacher, who also happens to be like my second cousin twice removed, something like that. She's absolutely fantastic. She is so talented in music. Her boys are super talented in music, instruments, everything. And I thought that if she knew that I couldn't sing, that that would be extremely embarrassing and she would like think that's hilarious. I don't know why I thought that. She would not have thought that's hilarious. In fact, if anything, she probably would have helped me. But instead, I just kind of went with the fact that I couldn't sing. So a few years ago, I mentioned that to her and I said, hey, by the way, you know that I actually could speak and sing that whole time, right? And she said, yep, absolutely. I knew that. (laughs) So that was pretty hilarious. Like, seriously. Um, But that was my journey because I just didn't believe that I didn't believe that I could do it. I didn't believe that I was musically talented, which I'm still not. Let's be real. But I didn't believe that I was artistically talented. Still not. Let's be real. But I didn't I did not believe at all that I was creative. I thought those were the only things that made you creative. And that's just not true. So here's how I have figured out that I am creative. I am creative throughout my entire day. My entire day. And I think the way that I have been able to figure out different ways that I am creative is really to look around to people that are around me. I mean, I have artists and teachers and of all types, English, um, of elementary, of music, of everything. I've had multiple um, teachers surrounding me in my entire life and my family. My dad's carpentry work. I mean, that right there, that's creative. That's a skill. Um, and so I think that I started to look at, at ways that other people were creative and the ways I could identify for them. And I looked at my own life. So here's how I am creative. I am creative from the minute I wake up. Now, you're probably thinking, how is that possible? But it really is. And think about your own life. Do you consider yourself creative? I'm guessing you're probably going to say, maybe you would say yes, but some of you would probably say no. And I'm going to fight you on that because I think that you can be creative even with your schedule. So for me, I have my son and I have my dog and my husband who obviously gets himself ready, but he goes to work fairly early. And so it's up to me to get my son um, and take care of our dog. And so I'm creative even as I'm figuring out what I'm going to do next and what's going to be most efficient for me. And if I need, like, let's say I have a snag in my schedule, how am I going to be creative so I can get everything done that I need to before I go? So even in that sense, I'm creative. I am creative with the sessions that I have with clients. I had never thought until recently, of therapy being such a creative tool. But it is. 
I mean, really, when you're listening to someone's story and you have the honor of holding this space for them, it is so remarkable. And I want to honor them by actively listening, by staying on my toes, by being as present as I possibly can so that I can assist them in whatever way they need me to, within reason, of course. And so I'm actively listening and I'm on my toes and I'm being creative with interventions and resources and thoughts. And I'm asking questions to help them work through something that they may not have even realized. And it's not like I've pre-thought these questions. I mean, there may be times that a client pops into my mind and I think, oh, I want to make sure I ask them that later. But most of the time, I'm just in the conversation. And as it's, you know, moving and flowing and you know, I'm thinking of different of different questions to help them get to the bottom of things. And that's a very, like healing is a creative practice. It truly is. It is not just about art and music and acting and all of those things that are fantastic, but it's also about being able to be creative on a daily basis and help people find their own healing. And so when I started thinking about therapy in that way, I was like, that's really cool. I really think that I'm a lot more creative than I originally had identified with. So that was amazing. The next way that I am creative is through writing. And sometimes I get kind of weird about mentioning that. I'm not really sure where that comes from. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Other than my sister is is a very eloquent writer. Um, and so I've always told her for years, I think you should write a book. I think you should do this and that. Um, and she mostly just laughed at me but <laughs> in a very loving way, of course. Um, but I think I always had viewed her as such a good writer that I almost thought like maybe there wasn't enough room. And this is going to sound goofy to you, but this is really what I thought. So I'm sharing it. There wasn't enough room in our family. Like we already had a really eloquent speaker. We already had a really eloquent writer. And so we already had that. That spot was not needed in our family. And so maybe I just couldn't do that. That was truly what I thought in that moment. Hey guys, totally interrupting here. My apologies. But I wanted to let you know about our weekly newsletter. I'm not sure if you've seen me post about it or not. But it is a weekly newsletter from yours truly on the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. Get a more intimate look at how I view life, how I am able to find people to be on the podcast, and even be able to take part in who should be on the podcast. This community is for you. I want you, the encouragers, to be able to go out into the world and spread goodness. And I would love for you to be a part of that. Just go over to my website, www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, and you will be able to sign up for the newsletter there. Now back to the show. But last summer, I went to a writing workshop at the University of Iowa. I'll be honest, I didn't know much about the University of Iowa. I grew up in Illinois. Obviously, if you know this, maybe you don't, but it's 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 a connecting state. So it's not like we're that far, but I didn't really pay attention to other colleges. So I had no idea that they have one of the best creative writing programs around. So I went there with no, I mean, no knowledge, or I signed up for it with no knowledge of that. I shared with my sister what I was doing, and she explained to me that it's a really fantastic program, and she was really excited for me. So I went there super nervous. 
<laughs> because there are people who have actually published books and articles and are working on books. And I felt, I felt insecure going into the situation because I didn't know what to expect. I am actually working on my own book. I'll just throw it out there to the world. Maybe it's just a book for me. Maybe one day it will go somewhere. But I was really scared to say anything or show anyone or do anything. So as we went through the workshop, there was often times that she would ask for volunteers to read the writing. And of course, you and I both know that people that were published and people that know that they're really eloquent writers, I mean, they were much more willing to volunteer. And it makes sense. They already know their writing's good. But there was about half of us who weren't so confident. And so we were there and no one was volunteering after everyone else had already volunteered. And so I took one for the team and I shared my writing. And it made people laugh and people enjoyed it. And I was like, what? I'm, I can be funny in writing? I can make people laugh? I can throw in some F-bombs at per- the perfect timing? And people will respond to that. Like, I had no idea that that was even a skill that I had. And so being able to get that feedback, that positive feedback was amazing. They did. I mean, I'll be real with you. The creative workshop, like, they gave you recommendations and suggestions. So it wasn't all positive praise. You know, there were some things that they did share with all of us that would help improve. And that was amazing. But what I learned over that was that I didn't need to be scared to try to write different things. I didn't need to be scared about the fact that I'm working on different projects. I don't need to be scared to share that I'm working on a book. And I hope that one day you're able to read it. I don't need to be scared to share that anymore because I can do it. And so can you. And that's really the point of this is like, how can I show you through my daily life, how I use creativity so you can start thinking about it too. Because I am convinced truly that every single person is creative. I just had this conversation with a friend and she mentioned that too. And I was like, yep, I agree. Every single person is creative. So another way that I really feel like I am able to be creative is just to write through different situations that happen. I mean, whether it's notes with clients, whether it's I just jot down a little note to myself, I jot a note about um, conversations I've had or whatever that may be. I mean, it's a super easy way just to be creative and, you know, for a few minutes. I have to tell you about this. I wasn't 100% sure. I even ran it by a few friends and said, should I share this? Should I really share this? Because it feels kind of deep and kind of heavy. And I just, I mean, we do deep and heavy on this podcast. Let's be real. (laughs) I want people to speak their truth. But sometimes it's scary to speak your own. But I think it's important to share. So maybe someone out here needs to hear this message. So I was cooking dinner the other night. And I had this phrase that popped into my head. And it kept running through my mind, running through my mind, running through my mind. I mean, over and over and over and over again. And I had never had anything like that ever happen. And so I was like, what is this? Like, there is some reason that this is in my mind. So I was cooking dinner and I decided just to record myself saying it real quick. So I would remember it and I could think about it later. So I'm going to read you the first line. I'm not going to go through all through it, but I'm going to read you the first line of it. But I want to be really clear before I read this. This is not about any client. This is not about any situation that I've ever heard or ever been through or anything like that. It is just the most interesting phrase that has ever 
truly ran through my mind. And that's why I think you'll see why it caught my attention. And so the phrase is, I sit there and I hear about their anger and depression, the monster in the closet and the monster in prison. And I was like, whoa. Hmm. So I'm going to read that again. I sit there and I hear about their anger and depression, the monster in the closet and the monster in prison. So that's kind of a deep sentence to have continually running through your mind, especially when you can't identify. Like this is this is no, again, this is not a client situation. If it was, obviously, I wouldn't be sharing this at all. Um, this is nothing that I've been through my personal life. It just didn't make a lot of sense. And so it, it really hit me strong. And so quite honestly, over the next half an hour, five or six more lines came to my mind. And I am not kidding you when I say that this has literally never happened in my life ever. But I knew that there was something there. And so each time I recorded it. And since then, I have, let's see, two, three, four, something like that. I've written more, I I assume they're like poems. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know exactly what they are, but, um, but I've written more of them. And so it's been really neat to see how that has unfolded. So one other part where I think that I'm really creative, it kind of has to do with therapy, but this is just more in my daily interaction with people in my life. I feel like connection is really creative. And again, this came up with a conversation I had with a friend and I really started to think about it. So my dad has always been known for being the guy that can like have a conversation with anyone about literally anything. You want to talk about golf, he'll talk to you about golf. You want to talk about your trip down to Mexico, he'll talk about your trip in Mexico. You want to talk about your desire to go fishing for trout in Alaska. I mean, he will literally talk to you about anything. And what's really interesting is throughout it, he is very confident in what he's discussing. And there would even be times that I would think to myself, Dad, this is not an interest of yours. Like, how are you so engaged with this person? But what I don't think he realized is that that really rubbed off on me. I really picked that ability up to connect with people, to be able to listen to to really what their interests are and be able to manage that that conversation, to learn more and to be supportive and to want to learn from one another. And so I think even small conversations at Walmart or Target, wherever, I wish we had a Target here in Jamestown, but (laughs) wherever you are, those conversations can even be creative, how you manage that. So that's what I want you to think about. First of all, do you think you're creative? Yes, no, maybe. Maybe it's important to dive into that. Maybe it's important to figure out if you'd like to do writing, if you are creative with your engagement with people in your lives, if you're um, creative with design. I mean, there's so many different ways to be creative. I actually have a a theory, truly. Um, It's not scientific-based, so um, no one say, hey, you never studied that. I just really think a lot of times that people who deal with a lot of anxiety are actually really creative souls. Um, And maybe someone has done the study and I'm just not aware of it. But I I really believe that people who deal with a lot of anxiety often, not always, but often, are just really creative souls. And so if that's something you deal with, um, obviously talk with, if you if you see a mental health provider, talk with them and see if that would be helpful for you to maybe dive into your creative at, or your creative part of you. Um, but either way, I think everyone, regardless of what we're dealing with in life, 
can really benefit from being creative and allowing ourselves to have that outlet. So whether it's painting or, I mean, whatever it is, writing, um, talking with people, acting in plays, comedy. Oh my gosh, I love comedy. Get me to laugh and I'm like your friend for life. Like I love to laugh. I really do. I absolutely love to laugh. So those are some things that I just wanted to kind of wrap up this creative, artistic um, little mini series with to, to help you to think about like, are you creative? Yes, I believe that you are. And I can't wait to see the ways that you're able to tap into that. So if you feel like it, let me know. If like a month from now, you're able to write some really amazing poems or you're able to paint something really cool, like, let me know. I would love to hear that. Um, I did want to mention that I have been listening to this amazing podcast. It is so good. Um, it is called Unspoken. And the two hosts are Ruthie and Miles. Um, and Miles actually runs, um, it's called Onsite, I believe. It's a type of therapy that is done in Tennessee, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's in Tennessee. Um, and so basically it's like group therapy, but it's in really small groups. And so he, they just have this really cool perspective. But their whole goal in their podcast is for people to speak the unspoken and to own their own truths. And I am absolutely loving this podcast. There have been so many different things. We There's been grief, sexuality. Um, there has been, I mean, even things as, as simple as like employment. There have just been so many different topics. Artistic, actually, um, being artistic, that was a part of it as well. There are so many different topics that just really have hit home with me. And I've loved to hear from different people's perspective. So if you want to check that out, you absolutely can. I mean, no no pressure on that by any means, but I just think it's been fantastic. I've told like everyone I know um, about the podcast and I've realized, thanks to a dear friend, that I am a natural sharer. And so if I know that something is great, then I feel like I need to share it with you and you can figure out if it works for you or not. But either way, I feel like it's my duty to help spread good in the world. Well, thank you for hanging in there with me and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode.